New signings, an easy three points and a six-pointer in Edinburgh Middles hips tomorrow. It doesn't get much better than this. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, maybe Cameron, Hammy and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. So to clarify, first of all, we are recording this at eight o'clock on transfer deadline day. Um, I tried to convince the boys to record at midnight, but they were, they've got better things to do than me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there, there's a, still a lot um, out in the open just now. So we'll, we're going to have to report it as we currently see it. Um, but the biggest news of the day, boys, was that um, Jordan Jones joined St Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may notice I'm recording in a different room at the moment. Uh, that's because I've smashed up the office. <laughs> but we move on. We move it's on. a bit of an odd one, though. You would have thought you could get a better team than St Mirren. Aye. Uh, well, I, I mean, sky's the limit for the, the young man. Also. <laughs> <laughs> Um, John Sewer is still at the club at the time of recording this <laughs> we've just turned down a second or third offer for him um, what, what do you think at this stage are you expecting him to go in the coming hours or not I think Rangers are desperate and I think we'd be fools to take anything other than like a last 10 minute bid of £10 million pounds. <laughs> I just push him right to the line we know they need him and we don't need to sell him really like we, it would be nice to get money for him, but mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. If if you're willing, willing to pay the two million or whatever it is for Aaron Ramsey's wages, then you can give us cold hard cashish for John Sewer. <laughs> <laughs> Hammy, what do you reckon? You think he's still going to be here come the derby? Uh, I do. I, I I just don't think Rangers are going to pay what we want, and we shouldn't be bullied by them at all. I, th- I also I, 100% think. Um, you know, the, the Halkett injuries probably made us a, l- a little bit more stubborn as well. Um, mm. But yeah, no, we, we've said this is what we want. If they don't pay it, then they don't get them. Simple. Mm-hmm. I, we're we're a, a very lucky team in the fact that really we don't need the old firm money now, do we? Yeah. And in any capacity, like the, the TV money doesn't, it's hardly much better with them in both in the league. The ticket sales, we've cut allocations for both of them. The need to sell players to them because they're the only clubs that interest. Well, we just sold a player to fucking Bologna, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he does go tonight. I think um, I think it'll be last minute. They'll come up to the 500 grand and that'll be it. Somehow, I don't know how they're getting all this money. <laughs> like how? <laughs> why, why is Ramsey... It must be it must be on loans secured on the fact that if they finish then first they go into the Champions League group stage. That can only be what what I can think of. Mm, finance. Yes. Not like Rangers have a history of then show it that. <laughs> Is their car parks not still owned by Brighton or something like that? I certain certain ridiculous eye. So Ramsey's at Rangers via Klarna payments. <laughs> um Cameron, good evening. Thanks for joining us. We we weren't sure. Um, busy transfer deadline day. I'm sure you've been watching Sky Sports news vigorously. What do you reckon, John Suter? Here for the derby or no? Um, it's funny because I feel like I want to have an opinion either way, and I genuinely just don't know. Like I, I really don't. Yeah. Um, 
uh, the question for me is see if it's three or four hundred grand. He look, he's looked really good. The two times we've seen, like the two games this week, he's looked great. And if mm-hmm. you were to get that for the rest of the season, what's that worth to you? Like, Aye. It's, yeah. it's worth it's worth a lot. But um, I have a feeling that he will go, but probably too late for us to do anything about replacing. I think it'll be right at the end. No. If I was going to go either way, I think that's what happens. Fair enough. What What's interesting is by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow, our listeners will know <laughs> if he's at Hatch or not. I so hope, hope you've just enjoyed our <laughs> chat, listener. Relevant to you. But um, if he so if he does go tonight, it looks like we, we do have uh, fingers in many pies, uh, one of them being Zeno Absin Rossi, uh, 21-year-old at Bournemouth, um, six foot four, 21. He's on loan at Kilmarnock last season. And I was reading from Kilmarnock fans, they said other than him and Kyle Lafferty, the whole team was shite. Like he done very well there, and he seems to be quite highly regarded at Bournemouth. Um, so he kind of fits the bill for our loan English loan signings. So, so highly sure. regarded, that's why they're prepared to loan him to Hearts. Well, he's still just a young man. So, um, plenty. Are we allowed to sign? Sorry, Jarvis. Are we allowed to sign players on loan after the deadline tonight? Yeah, the loan window closes. I think it's the end of February, sometime in nice. February anyway. Because we've got nice. you and Henderson and Finlay Pollock. They'll be going out. In February, Nielsen said already. So we'll see. Although Ewan Henderson could only go back to Aloha. Because he's played for two teams already this season. Yeah. Has he made appearances for us? Oh, has he? I feel like he played for us in the the League Cup at the start of the season. Oh, he did, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Craig's not supposed to see. Um, Now, there's news just broke literally minutes before we started recording. Hammy, you just put it in the group chat there about Jamie McGrath from St Mirren. Um, it's been reported by a journalist who's got a good reputation. He seems to be like head of sport for The Economist. Um, so it's not just shite. I mean, <laughs> it still could be just shite. <laughs> still could be, like, still could be. Also, all these conversations are absolutely obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The listeners will cast their mind back. Where were you at eight o'clock last night, listener? What was going on? Reminiscent. Your head? Yeah. Um, what What do you reckon, Hammy? I I think it's a weird one. Um, Jamie McGrath turning down Hibs. I think I've I'll be honest Good with you. Guy. I thought he'd already signed for Hibs. I thought that was a done deal, but uh, mm. now he seems to be linked with Hearts. A bit like Civic. Are we just? Decided yeah. to piss off Hibs. Wait a minute, is, is he another winger? Well, He's Paddy, like mid, oh, Paddy oh. we were just having a chat. Tell us a bit about him. I mean, I had the suggestion that if he was brought in, because we don't really play a 10 at the moment, that he might be going with two up front, no winger, and having somebody in behind and then using the wing got, backs for wits. We've already got that player, it's Zara that's the fear here, and that's this is why I thought we wouldn't be in for McGrath because we don't play her ten. Listen, I might sound nuts as fucking Twitter goes off as soon as we stop recording this about Harden's announcing Jamie McGrath. We're not signing him. Don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> well, it's a love transfer deadline day. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody um, knows. That's the whole problem with it. <laughs> this guy will just be a troll account saying he's had the head of journals of it, the economist, and that. <laughs> we should um, economist not some mad right wing paper that he just fucking does online blogs for 
<laughs> no comment. Um, other rumours, uh, Regan Charles Cook said post-Rangers game, he was talking about the, the league and he talked about the top three, which was very interesting rather than the top two. Um, Hearts have been linked with him for a couple of weeks now, top goal scorer in the league. No bad for a winger, eh? I have seen him a couple of times. Um, I only really watch him when he's played against Hearts and he looks quality. He looks like he's he's good enough, so I wouldn't be adverse to it. Am I right in thinking he's got, only got six months on his contract as well? Yeah, that's right. So hopefully we can get him in for cheap, if, if at all. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. No, nah, he's also not going to sign for Hearts, so skip this part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to go anywhere today, but... You know, maybe if he's not signed for anyone, <clears throat> as the season comes to an end and it looks like we've got third in the bag, maybe we give him the, the big bucks because he'd be, I'd go as far to say, an upgrade on all our current wingers. I'm not putting Barry McKay in that bracket. Aye. Um, so aye, get him in for our European extravaganza next season. Why not? <laughs> <clears throat> um, why don't we recap the January actual signings? Uh, and go through the, the two new additions since the last podcast just now. Uh, Nathaniel Atkinson is coming in a permanent deal, of course. You've had a good look at him over the last couple of games at Tynecastle. What's your thoughts? He's no defender. <laughs> He's a winger. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned about him. his defensive ability? Yeah. I think he looks good going forward, but I'm not so sure about him at the back. It's for what I... we've seen. Yeah, you, you hope that he, he develops in that area, but he looks good going forward. He's got a great touch. He seems to maybe be left-footed. It looks like he tries to control the ball with his left all the time. Um, so you'll see when the ball comes out to him a lot of the a lot of the time at Motherwell, instead of taking it with his right foot and sort of laying it out in front of him, he always tried to control it with the outside of his left foot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's only something you would do if that was your stronger foot. So I don't know. It's just a bit odd, but aye, he looks good going forward, but shaky back. Fair enough. I think he's going to tear teams apart like the Motherwell game all season, where they're a lesser opposition. He's going to have a great time. Aye, but we've seen that against Celtic the first 10 minutes he was playing. He looked very shaky. Oh, yeah. We'll come on to that. Uh, I should say we've got the Celtic and the Motherwell game to rattle through, and we're also looking ahead to the big derby on this podcast. Um, so... Hi, that's coming up. Um, during the week, speaking of the high bees, Toby Sibick rejected them and he's coming. Well, that came out of nowhere, didn't it? I, it, I mean, it's, it's quite a common um, point of view, but it's really nice seeing Hearts just sort of going about business, not really hearing much, just announcing things when it comes about. It shows that it's a good team. And I, Toby Sibick, you've seen him for, what was it, 45 minutes? Yeah. On... Saturday, he looked quality. He looked very good at centre-back. That's the first time we've seen him at centre-back, really, for Hearts. So, I mean, it's the first time we've fucking seen him. <laughs> Even when he played for Hearts, he didn't have really. <laughs> I was there, that Rangers game. I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But he is fucking rapid. Yeah, yeah. Very fast for a big man. <clears throat> Pure athlete. Um, so, I Superb signing. Um, another superb signing by the looks of it so far. Uh, Ellis Sims, do you like what you've seen so far? I he, he's just an issue. There's a presence about him. Like defenders seem to be very concerned about what he's up to. He's always making runs in the channel. Um, I he looks powerful. He wins balls in the air. Shame that there's absolutely no one around him. But um, <laughs> I he looks good. 
yeah, yeah. I can't it, believe that we've managed to maybe put together a long throw and a guy that can head the ball in the train in the same <laughs> one. Way. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, uh, Ella Sims reminds me of Kevin Kyle when he was at Hearts. But for a, for a big man, he doesn't actually hold it up that much. It's just the constant flick on of headers. And he's very good at playing it back and then turning, going on for build-up play and that. Kevin he's, much, Kyle, he's much better mover than Kevin Kyle could ever oh, fucking imagine it being. Well, <laughs> so am I, Simon. <laughs> um, Kevin Kyle, when he came in January, scored eight goals between January and the end of the season, became a cult hero, if you like. Scored so a winner in the derby. Aye. Could you see Sims doing the same kind of numbers? Eight plus? I, I would love that. Would absolutely love it. If he got eight league goals, that would be fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Could like he looks like he's uh he's just a natural goal scorer, old fashioned centre forward. Well Woodburn sort of stole ball. one off him as well, so he could have two. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> um but yeah, Sims is looking good. And we'll, we'll probably touch on him a bit more as we go through the games. Um <clears throat> and of course, we still counting this as part of January transfer window. Craig Gordon, Stephen Kingsley, Craig Halkett and Michael Smith got to be happy with all those contracts tied up as well for our European jollies. Yeah. Just as important as signing new players. Yeah. yeah. Hi. It's, um, I can't remember being so content as a Hearts fan. <laughs> two, two windows in a row. Yeah. Like at what point have we Sickening. ever in January been like looking ahead to next season? I mean, if you think about this time last year, there was protests at Tynecastle. <laughs> to try and get the manager and fucking Ann Budge out. Yeah. Mentally. It's Aye. amazing what our competent backroom staff can really achieve at a good club. Aye, oh, it, like, it is the, it is genuinely a cliche about Ann Budge, but as soon as she got like someone who knew what they were doing in terms of the football inside the, the club, it's just absolutely taken off. Yeah. Oh, Joe Savage is doing absolute wonders. I know. And I think we've got to remember, like it's obviously when we say Joe Savage, we mean... At that team, he's just obviously the, the the face of it, isn't he? Yeah. Aye, I mean, football says he basically is head of football, if you like, isn't he? He's running Aye. everything, footballing hearts. <clears throat> um, and I've seen this week, and I have to say, correction on the academy director position. I said last week it was Junior Mendes got the job. He's not, he's doing something else. But Joel Savage's pal from Preston North End's coming in, Frankie McAvoy. Um, so, I let let Joe do what he wants. Eh? <laughs> bring bring an noise bells. If they're as good as him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, correction. Sorry. Um. Sorry, that was the contract extensions. Last piece of news. Um. Andy Irving's Turkish Munich side are in the mud. <laughs> Financial issues, and it looks like Irving's going to have to find another club, potentially. Um. <laughs> he can come to Hearts and be loaned out to like Aloha or something if he fancies it <laughs> I feel sorry for him like I know it's, it's very unfortunate that he left Hearts just as everyone sort of got their shit together and he probably would be like a good squad player to have but mm-hmm. these are the things you do eh? like he took a chance and rightly so because he wasn't guaranteed the money that he was owed it's not worked out yeah Um. that's that's all the transfer news as, as we stand. I'm sure you will be keeping an eye on, on Twitter and that. So uh, let us know if we've signed Balotelli or McGrath or, <laughs> as the evening goes on. Um, some other bits and bobs. 
Uh, Open Table have listed the Sky Lounge in the top 100 restaurants uh, in the UK. Cameron, the only restaurant in Edinburgh to make the list. How does that make you feel? Very emotional. Um, <laughs> I think. I mean, I it's, mean it's, a, it's a good laugh, isn't it? Aye. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not sure about you, but are you, Cameron, you know the only one who's ate there? I think Cameron's in there. I've oh, been, there. Yes. been there, yes. It was so, lovely. So, one of the best restaurants in the world? Eh, the UK, sorry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five star. Bet Cameron's the type of guy he did actually just leave them a four star review. Like <laughs> haggis bonbons were a wee bit dry. It does look good. Oh, though. It's, it's, it's better than haggis bonbons. Like, oh, what's better than haggis bonbons? <laughs> I mean, they actually cook. This isn't. I feel like they do actual cooking. This isn't heating stuff up in the oven. That's haggis bonbons. <laughs> they come out a packet. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. Right, Liam Boyce is on 14 goals for the season now. There's a good chance he's going to surpass this 20-goal mark set by John Robertson. What do you think? It's odd because it, sh- it feels frustrating because it should be so much more. Mm-hmm. That's the annoying part, but yeah, great. If he does it, that's brilliant. It's about yeah. fucking time. It's a bit embarrassing that we've not had a 20-goal striker <laughs> since, what, 90... can't remember what year it was. Mid-90s somewhere. Aye, here's hoping. Um, you know that's not actually like the record of most league goals scored in a season. John Robertson scored like 26 in a season. It's just the media's created this Aye. thing about the 20 goal. It's just a marker, isn't it? It's all over the world. Like if you can score 20 goals in all competitions, it seems to be like the sign of a good season for a striker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you know what? Boyce will get 21 and then Barry Anderson's going to be right in the Can he do 27 then? Aye, it always, it's always the case, isn't it? Like Messi scored like 96 in a season or something and folk like, oh, imagine if he got 100. Are you fucking joking? <laughs> um, aye, fingers crossed. Hopefully his troublesome calf uh, behaves itself. Um, Robbie Nielsen made it 100 wins against St. Johnston. Uh, we didn't realise after that one, so it's uh, 101 now. The quickest Hearts manager to ever do it, albeit two campaigns through the Championship, but... Still <laughs> impressive, nevertheless, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, the, our winning percentage this season's pretty impressive, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. Oh. That's current transfers and news. Like I said, we might need to dip back into that. The transfers, we shall see. Um, let's talk about some football, shall we? Uh, Simon will be batter through Celtic defeat, unfortunately. Aye. Um... I don't think there was really any surprises in the, the lineup. So what's the point in going through it? Um, but I thought the game was fucking frustrating. And it seems to be absolutely every single game against Celtic where we will start so slowly and just do nothing and sort of just sit off them all game and then make a wee, make a few adjustments at halftime and then just be the better team. We absolutely fucking walked them that second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the 10 <clears> minutes from us... Like just before we scored that goal, through us scoring that goal, and then the miss of the penalty, it's got to be the best ten minutes at Tynecastle this season, atmosphere-wise. Mm-hmm. And IMO, in my opinion, um, I thought it was quality, and that penalty miss just sucked all the energy out of that stadium. And for, I think for then on, we just went, oh no. Yeah. Um, I think that was the chance, and it 
I think it was Cameron who said it at the weekend that if that goes in, I think the momentum takes us to a win there. I agree. I, I do agree. Although it's a funny one because and I think it's an underlying problem for us. But as much as it felt like we were, and we, I feel like we actually were, all over them in the dominant team for that spell, we finished the game with one shot on target. So you've got to be putting more balls into the box, in areas, and actually hitting them during those spells than, than what we are. I yeah. We seem so reluctant to pull the trigger in a lot of positions um, through the St. Johnston game, the Celtic game, and the Motherwell game. Um, there were so many opportunities to take a shot and it was either just a bit lackadaisical and I don't know if they're being told not to shoot or, or try and look for like the, the cutback when they're in certain positions but you sometimes you just got to wallop it like sometimes you just got to fucking take a chance mm-hmm. Hopefully that's what Nielsen says that's a wee bit like Gordon Strachan's famous just go and run about some <laughs> But um, I thought Barry Mackay was was brilliant once again Celtic done a really good job of um, sort of cutting the, the supply out to him in the, the first half. They, whenever there was a, the passing option was on to Barry Mackay, they flooded the, the man with the ball and mm-hmm. just didn't let him get the ball. But as soon as Benny came on and Benny could find fucking time in a vortex, man, he has so much <laughs> time and space all the time. Yeah. Um, he just sort of takes a touch, one spin, and before you know it, he's got fucking miles of space in front of him. Yeah. Um, so he came on, was able to sort of relieve the pressure. I thought him and Haran worked really well. Um, mm-hmm. I think Devlin's really good, but against Celtic, he seems to just get pulled apart. If he's running, chasing the ball, Celtic just seem to be fine with it, moving the ball around him. Um, yeah. So his efforts can go a bit amiss. But as soon as Ellis, Sims came on and Benny came on, I thought we looked so much better. Mm-hmm. No, the, the famous uh, Benny pivot is back. <laughs> my my favourite thing in football. Um, can Barry Mackay just about scored in the first minute? Aye, <laughs> oh. the ball just sort of felt him outside the box. He like he got a good shot off. Um, it was just unfortunate. Aye, it was a good shot. Yeah. Um, one of my my favourite moments of the game. Uh, Section G were chanting England, England's number four, England, England's <laughs> number four, to Joe Hart, and he uh, responded by showing three fingers to them, uh, insinuating that he's third choice. So good dance. Literally, this is just me finding out because it sounded like they were singing England's on the phone. And I was like, what are they singing that for? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Surely do that as praise. I know. I was like, are we praising Joe Hart? <laughs> <laughs> or like sarcastically saying, no, that's England on the phone, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, ben, when he put three fingers up, there was a big laugh and it was like, ah, oh, fair play, good bants. But then he just shouldn't have reacted because straight away Section G started chanting, you're just a shite, Craig Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> um, had a wee bit of respect for, for Joe Hart after that. Lost it quite quickly. Uh, the, the Devin Gordon clap was really well received. Um, quite quite emotional, like a bit of a lump in the throat. I'm sure you guys did too. Uh, Joe Hart was trying to hurry up the play. What an arsehole. Aye, who cares? Just it was well observed by the fans and, and players, so it's that's good. Yeah. In in terms of tactics, Simon, like you say, we were we were very slow and we were just kind of sitting back and letting Celtic come on to us, which is ridiculous. Um Hammy cast your mind back over the, the recent years that the big scalps over Celtic and Rangers I always think off the four 0 which was the Craig Levine master class high press in their faces, hammered them. Uh, the Daniel Stendhal double over Rangers 
obviously high presses. It was Daniel Stendhal cocaine football. It's, <laughs> it's, it's effective. So what, this is where Nielsen always gets gets his critics, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's a bit like he's shiting it. And I get that a wee bit, but at the same time, I think we need to remember that as a team, I just don't think we'd be able to compete like that for 90 minutes. Um, we let, and I think this is what Robbie Nielsen does, we let we let Celtic get the sort of upper foot, but they tired and they did, they tired at the end. But the only issue with that is if they score like they did, and like most of the times they probably will, you're left chasing a game. And I guess we, we, we were, what, a couple inches away from drawing and possibly winning, but I don't know if it's the right way to go about it myself personally. I always mm-hmm. think that we, and it's no a case of going out all out attack, all guns blazing, but actually, and you, you saw that with Cammy Devlin, he was trying to get the team up the pitch to press them higher up the pitch, but I don't know, I just don't think we have the legs. I don't think we the two in midfield works that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think the two in midfield, midfield works against them at all. We no. don't look like we had a midfield for a yeah. long time. Okay. Uh, well, Cameron, I was just about to ask you, Cameron, keeping on with uh, Atkinson, first of all, he lost the ball for Celtic's first goal. A um, bit of a, a hospital pass, really, right to bit in. And exactly that, where the hell were, were Haring and Devlin at that point? I feel for him a bit, because he was on the pitch, what, five minutes or something before, and, yeah. and you're chucked into a big game, but and he's made a mistake. I think it's Devlin he's looking for with the pass, for mind, yeah, really. Yeah. But it's just a loose ball. But the problem is, it's a mistake, but it's in the middle of the field, so you should be able to make up for it. Mm-hmm. But you're right, there's just nobody there. And the space that Hatate then has to go on and, and hit the ball, it's a great strike, but he's got acres. And I know. there's this gap in there between the centre-backs not pushing up and the midfielders just nowhere to be seen, um, which against a team like that, you just you, you can't do. They'll, they'll punish you for that. Yeah. Um, and to be fair to Hatati, he hit an absolute thunder bastard into the back of the net, didn't he? But Craig Gordon should have saved it. <laughs> well, I was about to say, Simon, Rangers tin hatters will tell you that there's a conspiracy behind that goal. And, and Craig Gordon led that in to help his Celtic brothers. <laughs> oh, my God. The Celtic fans who were booing Craig Gordon at the start of the game. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Is that would is is Zala McGregor part of that same conspiracy with his drop on the <laughs> uh, Somewhere there's a, a Rangers podcast looking at what primary school Alan McGregor went. <laughs> um Cameron Celtic's uh, second goal was was really quite similar. It was sloppy ball from Cochran into bit and again it hit them on the break. And again there was no no midfield to be to be seen. Similar no, urgency, issues, no urgency, so much time down one side. Um, mm-hmm. It just looked, uh, it, it looked far too easy. And, yeah. it was and you knew, it, you knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it looked like Alex Cochran's not in good form, we're going to go on to speak about the Hibs game and potentially Andy Halliday starting at left wing back. Um, but when he lost the ball there, he just seemed to be. Like in shock, like suddenly he lost his man. The ball then went out wide. He swung it in from there, and it was a goal. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know what's happened to Cochrane. Um, 
Aye, second half, like you said, like you were saying, Simon, it was a lot, a lot better. Um, what about what about our goal? Walk us through through that one. It was actually started from a long ball from Atkinson. Um, I can't really mind it to be honest. <laughs> so long diag from Atkinson. This because I'm a sad bastard and I've took notes here. Um, there's a, a kind of flicked on header from Sims, which seems to be his party piece. Barry Mackay, of course, got his 50th assist in eight games or something. <laughs> a lovely through ball to Boyce. It was nice to get the assist to the linesman as well. Yeah, and Boyce, Boyce, Boyce was really also well in the play. play. <laughs> 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 to be fair, there was two, an offside goal. There was two, yeah. Yeah, yeah Selig's was offside, aye. Yeah. Which is nice to see them even each other out for a change. Aye, same linesman. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a penalty. So. <laughs> Which was definitely a penalty this time. Oh, aye, there'd be riots if that was just a bit of a game of basketball in the bloody box. Um, I've, I've got to admit, boys stepped up when about a second after it came off his foot, I started celebrating. And I was celebrating <laughs> for a clean five seconds before realising by that point the ball was out for a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was my angle or, or what, but I was genuinely worried like folk were going to think I was a Celtic fan. Celebrating <laughs> this. We were just waiting for a hot pie to hit me in the back of the head. Um, that was it. And like you, like you were saying, Cameron, you actually managed to agree with yourself, which I haven't heard before, um, <laughs> that it could have easily went on to be a, a Hearts win. Oh, but, I, I feel like it would have. It just complete vacuum and you know what it was I think it's because we celebrated getting the penalty so much oh, aye. <laughs> that when it didn't yeah. go in it was like oh um, that's embarrassing I um, almost passed out when we scored that first goal <laughs> you know we just scream so much you just have to take him in and you're like my heat is going to burst <laughs> uh, there's just something so rewarding about scoring against those two from through west isn't there um, good well that, that was that one we moved swiftly on um, to a big, a big clash, really. Um, third versus fourth, Motherwell. Simon, a, a heavily rotated team, wasn't it? Aye. Um, so Taylor Moore made his first sort of start at right centre back. That's kind of where I don't know if anyone else on this pod has, but I kind of seen him playing there. Um, he he just looks too big to sort of be running at that right wing back spot. Robbie Nielsen seems to like them be a bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but Atkinson got his first start. The, that um, boy left wing back Andy Halliday's looks pretty decent mm-hmm. um, and Ellis Sims started and Benny made his first start since, since injury I, I always thought Benny's going to have to fight to get back in this team didn't have to fight very hard um, that's him <laughs> that's him the fucking first choice centre mid for me to be honest oh, aye. <laughs> um, but I playing playing sort of two up front it was still sort of a, a fluid three but um Ellis and Boyce kind of rotate, like Boyce was on the right for a bit. Um, Mackay Stevens went out to the right for a bit. Ellis was kind of permanently down the middle, though. Um, I keep calling him Ellis, it's Sims, sorry. Um, but I, I thought Gary Mackay Stevens was a bit shy. Oh, very. I thought, controversially, Cammy Devlin actually started the game pretty poorly. I think if you look at a lot of Motherwell's chances, it's actually him who gives the ball away quite a lot. Yeah. Cammy Devlin spent most of the first half on the deck. <laughs> he was he, flying like, about. I, I, I love his, his energy. I think it's great. But there's a time and a place for a slide tackle. He's just a guy that loves hitting square every time he's running at a player. Oh, <laughs> slide tackle straight through. And I 
felt like he, he just was he was just overdoing it. Um, it. It didn't seem like it was that kind of game at that point either. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's spot on because that's exactly what Celtic exploited. They waited for him to overcommit to a man and they just play it around him. And because they have an extra man in midfield as well, it's so easy for them at that level just to find a bit of space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like like you, I absolutely love Cammy Devlin. I think he's quality. I think it probably is him and Benny if we were looking at everyone in full form. But I do think you miss something with Haddon in the park there, a bit of physicality. Teams in Scotland do like to play a high ball just in front of the centre-backs to kind of allow the striker to to like commit a midfielder to try and win it. And if it's Peter Haddon committing to that, fine, I think he's going to win most of them against most strikers in this league. So I do think that is... I think I would start Benny and Haddon at Hibs, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I'm intrigued by the, the prospect of playing a five one week with three of them in midfield. I just want to see what happens. I like but you feel like they all do too similar a job though. I feel mm. like they'd be like a wall. Nobody <laughs> gets through. Aye. Why don't we just play them at the back, all three of them? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, but here's an option. If John Suter goes uh, t- well, tonight in the next three hours, Peter Harding is a centre back by trade. Peter Harding's good with the ball at his feet. Good in the air, as you've seen. He could take John Suter's slot, the right set, right centre-back, potentially. I mean, it makes complete sense, but I don't think Robbie Nielsen sees Aaron as a centre-back in any way. No. I think he played there once or twice off the bench in the Championship. Um, but yeah, so obviously, he barely got a game in the Championship. Yeah. Um, no, it's a funny one. See, he's a, I still hope he gets a contract. Oh, I still hope he's part of the squad going into next season. It's nice to have depth for the first time in about a decade. Yeah. And uh, we've seen Woodburn make a return. Toby Civic came on at halftime. Cochrane came on. So, um, I we, like with the five subs, it's good that we've got a, a, a bit of a more in depth squad because there was times we looked at our bench and it was like, who are these guys? <laughs> yeah. Like, and no offense, I'm like, they're like kids, basically. Mm-hmm. You don't want anything with kids. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I thought Ellis Sims looks great. Um, at, like we spoke about Atkinson, he, I think against teams like Motherwell, he'll he'll have great games. Um, I think he can be exploited, but I hope he improves. Um, and like we mentioned earlier, Sims should have had a second if Ben Woodburn didn't mm-hmm. think of seat. But to be fair, what the fuck is Boy staying in the first place? Just take a shot. I think uh, his confidence is that. Aye. Good boy. Yeah, it just seemed odd. I think he's a. Uh, I think his calf is is really quite troublesome. <laughs> I think his his fitness must not be helping. I think he's not being able to train full, so he's struggling to get as match sharp as he can be. But he's still nicking away the goals. You know, he's scored yeah, against yeah. Talbot, Motherwell. It uh, shows. It shows that he is a um, Celtic. <laughs> it shows that he is a, a like a talented guy. But I think hopefully with Sims looking like he can actually lead a line and, and play up front by himself, this gives Boyce a chance to rest. I don't know if that will be the case against Hibs. It'll probably be a one last go and maybe then rest him after that. But mm. It's interesting. It's because, what, what do you think? I know, I know we've had this conversation already about Boyce playing. He, he was kind of finding himself quite wide right and he really was quite wasted out there, wasn't he? Aye, could, have had, could have had someone like, imagine... Ginelli, controversial, he's in and out of form at the moment. But if he's playing off Sims, a big target man, 
that you can see already he's got the ability to hold it up, play through the wide players, flick it on for the wide players. Ginelli could thrive playing off Sims. Aye, you hope that, that that we've not just got one way of scoring goals. That's that's become too easy. Um, I did get the fear at the start of this game because we did start quite slowly that after Celtic showed how to exploit the two-man midfield, that had just given teams a, the, the blueprint on how to do it. Mm-hmm. But we did seem to recover quite well. And I, I I do think Robbie Nielsen needs to sort of change the way we might have to play a wee bit. So maybe playing like a big man with Ginelli off might work. Back, back in it. Yeah. Aye, back in it. <laughs> Hope he's been practising his sprints. <laughs> and he warms up. He warms up a lot. <laughs> Andy Halliday, it's not cool to dislike him anymore. Um, <laughs> Twitter's all over him. Best best player we've ever had. Jumbles kick back. Hammer. You were saying change their tune. It's, it's crazy how things sort of quickly change. We'll just say. But in all seriousness, <laughs> you've got to fancy Halliday, Hammy. To start over Alex Cochran against Hibs, don't you? Uh, yeah, I would also like to say as well, this podcast has been pretty much behind Halliday the whole time. Um, <laughs> not quite like saying he's amazing, but we've all been like, he's not that bad. Chill out, guys. Um, and he's, you don't know if he's, maybe he's playing for a new contract. Maybe he sort of went, fuck, I need to maybe... Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Are we all actually going to pretend that he was really, really good? Because No, 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 no. Right, Andy Halliday right now is our best left back. No, but even on Saturday, Outside like, of he, Stephen was, he was amazing. Oh, he had a good game. The first oh. half, we were screaming at him. I <laughs> he gives the ball away so much. I think Andy Halliday was the worst player on the pitch until he scored. But once he scored, he had a, quite a good game. What did I, I call him at the game, Cameron? Uh, Can we say it on this podcast? Confidence player. <laughs> a confidence player. Andy Hardy. Yeah. And that's why when he's playing at left-back attack in the um, Gorgi stand, I shout little bits of encouragement to him, like, you're having a really good game, Andy. Keep your head up. Or boo. <laughs> <laughs> um but I fair play to him. Like I think he's a he's a wee bit of a big game player. I think from what we've seen. I the that's the point I was going to make before I started talking shit. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think a game like after a performance against Motherwell, where he's built up a bit of form, a bit of confidence, got some minutes under his belt. He shows up against Hibs and Celtic and Rangers. He does play well in these games usually. But wouldn't it be the most Andy Halliday thing to get everyone on side? And just completely fuck it. <laughs> Red card in the first five aye. minutes. Subbed off. Aye, subbed off against Hibs in the aye. first half. <laughs> I think I would still prefer Cochrane, I have to admit. Um, but Cochrane's been a, has been off it, so mm-hmm. he really has. And He's been really quite poor. Wait a minute. Whoever it is would be up against. Mitchell, Mitchell playing the right, the left. Left, played left wing back left. for them. Yeah, but um, I think with with Cochrane's performances, I think he's great. But um, until he's sort of like a long term prospect, there's no point in us risking that form continuing and rewarding that form by going right. You can play Hibs at Easter Road. Yeah, aye. exactly. Uh, if he, I mean, if he works his way back in the team and gets offered a contract with good form, fair play to him. Like, yeah. I still put, think Alex Cochran will be a better player than Andy Halliday has ever been. Yes. But uh-huh. just right now, 
the best option for Hearts against Hibs, I think, mm. is Andy Allardy. Yeah. Which I is do, nice. <laughs> I do think nice. some people are getting quite carried away with just how good Andy Allardy is. I mean, He's a goal threat. Few, <laughs> people are a few tweets away from saying that he should be getting a game over Andy Robertson for Scotland. Listen, I'm just saying, our front three going forward should probably be Boyser Sims in the middle, Barry McKay on one, one, one wing, Andy Halliday on the other. <laughs> it's madness. It's an alternative universe. Elon Musk was right. He played left wing for us against, was it St. Johnston? Um, I think so, eh? <laughs> I would I actually would say that he'd probably get into the, the midfield three first over the three we mentioned before. Just think he's a great holding midfielder as well. <laughs> Play him in there. Right, that's enough. Yeah, what the fuck has <laughs> happened? Right. Toby Civic. <laughs> he uh, he'll, he'll probably get a game. Aye. Aye. I'd imagine he'll be playing the month. Um, as my dad would say, he looks the part, doesn't he? He looks like a big professional athlete and he looked confident and composed as soon Aye. as he came on. All um, of us um, all of us watch American football, and I know we might make more reference into the people at Chica Fuck, but there's like a genuine thing like the eye test. And players just look the part, and Toby yeah. Sibick just looks the part. Yeah, he does. He he's, he's no doubt very rusty because he's not been getting a lot of football at Barnsley. Um, Paddy, uh, hello to you. He, he made he made I'd go as far as say a handful of mistakes at the game. You you expect them to be ironed out quite quickly. Jink it is just rustiness. I mean, it's just. First 45 minutes in ages, so yeah, it's probably to be expected. I'm mm-hmm. not worried about it. I don't really remember making him many mistakes. There was one point where he got stuck in the corner, spun the boy, got hacked, the ball went out for a goal kick, and the guy at the ref gave a corner. So that's just some top-tier SPFL refereeing. <laughs> I think he got caught up with the boy at his feet a couple of times. Um, I just, it's not, it didn't look exactly match sharp, but Inky, Inky will be. I mean, he, what he would have only had a day's training. You know, what about Ellis Sims, by the way? I think he signed and was in the squad like within two hours or something, I heard. He must have trained the day before. Like, he must, they must just be hiding these players <laughs> in the Orium. <laughs> using the Orium magic to hide them. That's um, what they're using the Jolly the Jambo costume for. <laughs> Jolly Jambo running around the pitch. Who is the mystery player? Ali McCoy. Ali McCoy, yes! <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, Cammy Devlin, aye, he's done his usual. He is getting, he is chasing shadows a bit at the moment, but I thought he showed a new dimension to his game against Motherwell in terms of attacking, um, something which we haven't seen before. I even saw Cammy Devlin pass a ball which wasn't along the deck. He sprayed the ball out to a winger. I couldn't believe Aye. my eyes. So he's showing us something else now. I think he's realising Benny's back here and my spot in the first team isn't secure. It could only be a good thing, can't it? His, his performance definitely improved and he did get an assist. And I think from then on, it, he did settle. But I, he just needs, to, like Cameron said, sometimes he just needs to understand when to stay on his feet. And there's an overpress. You can, you can be the only one pressing. So it actually pulls you out of position. Mm-hmm. So I sometimes just just pick and choose your battles, but uh, again, yeah. again, that's why we love it, mate, because he's just fucking one hundred percent. If he no adds, if, if he adds shooting, he'll be easily my favourite player. 
but Cameron, two things. Wind. Craig Gordon's feet. Talk to me. <laughs> I was terrified going into that game with the wind. No. The man, I mean, he's never been renowned for his kicking, but I feel like for a while now, we've got away without any absolute howlers in the distribution. Um, but I was worried that he could probably score an own goal at some point with that wind, as it was but two hours before kickoff. Um, he, he did have a he did have a shocker at one point in the game with a ball at his feet, um, where he decided that he was going to kind of do nothing with it and stand there, um, which was which was funny. But um, we got away with it, so it's all good. There was a pass back, and all. Was. Oh, yeah. there was an actual pass back. Aye. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. To open up the game. I completely forgot about that until you talked about Craig Gordon with the ball at his feet. Yeah, Aye, that was enjoyable. Um, I create Gordon just shouldn't should never be more than twenty feet from goals. <laughs> to just leave it if it's thirty yards, it then I get involved. Craig. Um, like Simon, you were saying you felt the best atmosphere of the season against Celtic. I thought the atmosphere as we got into the second half against Motherwell was phenomenal. Um, I would say Cameron, you do the the bold ratio for officials. I would say the the ratio for amount of stadium singing had a season peak against Motherwell in the second half. Just folk trying to keep warm, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I probably it was bloody. It was good. The atmosphere was good, but that that like 10-15 minute period at Celtic, I, mm-hmm. I was genuinely just screaming. I don't even know what I was screaming, but <laughs> like, you know when you're just screaming? Yeah. That you're like, you start getting like black dots behind your eyes and that, and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> Poor Cameron. Can see him getting flashbacks. I roll him up like a paper and scream through him. <laughs> um, I, I always like the, the bring on the high beast chant. Oh, that was good. And chills. We are ready for you. All right, let's go on to the fucking Ivies. Let's get on to it. But first, Hammy, why don't you tee us up? What are the good folks on Jumbles Kickback saying about it all? Back away and don't talk a lot of shame. Well, it is Derby Week, so <coughs> let's deep dive into the Jumble Kickback feelings. Uh, one man, one person, sorry, says... Now that we have navigated a difficult game against our nearest challengers, we can start to focus on Tuesday's game against the best rivals in the world. If I'm honest, I quite like getting them when they're all confident and cocky, but when you put the two squads against each other, the form of both teams and the fact that we've won more derbies at the piggery than they have, there should really only be one outcome. Fuck the Hibs. Another one says, a 3-0 beasting for the Scaffs incoming. They won't know what's hit them confident. Just a Derby Week reminder that a Hibs fan once Hibs fans once held a relegation party at Tynecastle, got beat and ended up getting relegated themselves. That's the utter horseshit of a football club you're dealing with. Um, excitement building in Gorgie for this match. The excrement building Dunfester Road. We are the better team this season. Have the better players. If we play well, give 100%. As the BG song goes, we win again. Nice one. Another one just says, we team, we manager. Sean Maloney's been getting a lot of stick for his height recently. Something about a Pepsi Max, I can't repeat though. Um, when it comes to them at Easter Road, ideally I want to hammer them 8-0 at the least. However, I will gladly take 93rd minute in off the arse of any player into the Hibs net for a 1-0 victory. 
Um, another one says, I very much doubt they're overconfident, except the odd delusional one, like the Zoomer that thinks they're better in every position. I was speaking to Abby yesterday, who fully expects us to beat them. Um, another one says, let us be under no illusion here. We are, of course, confident, as always. We have earned that right in the decades of Edinburgh Derby abuse to them. But Hibs know under no uncertain terms that they are going to lose tomorrow night. Um, now, thinking about the team, one says midfield has to be Benny and Devlin. Hibs are trying to pass it out unsuccessfully. Watch Livy's third goal. Three men press them into conceding it. We need energy in there. Haring can get on half an hour when the cigars are out at 2-0 up. Um, another one says, I was in favour of dropping Devlin for the Hibs game until Saturday. His composure in the box to find Halliday and his tackle running past to Boyce were the two key moments in the game. Benning, Haring both bring a lot, but Devlin has more energy and drive. More to him than the more to him than just being an annoying pest. Um, and someone says, we have found a formation that works, so I'd expect us to keep it that way, but it's a shame one of them needs to miss out. As some have mentioned, playing the three could be a bit defensive unless we play the Liverpool way and rely on both fullbacks to bomb on to provide width. Have we potentially got this with Atkinson and Kingsley? So, who would you play? Uh, Hibs, probably, and beat them. <laughs> 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 Um, Listen, I've never been more confident in a derby, really. I think every time we play Hibs or every time there's like a big occasion where we meet them in a Scottish Cup or a relegation derby or whatever, whatever, I'm always left going, listen, how lucky am I that they're our rivals? (laughs) Like, how lucky? I genuinely, I I watched them, the highlights of the Hibs-Livingston game they look fucking shite. They look absolutely shite. I know a few um, Hibs fans have been speaking to them, and they are honestly like they're not just doing that self-deprecation thing, like "oh, I use a probably when we're little poor Hibs," blah blah blah. I think they're actually quite worried that this could get out of hand, um, and I think we should be approaching that like we are the better team because we are, and we can impose ourselves on that team. They've got absolutely no midfield. Their centre-backs are fucking huddies. Let's get into them. There's a, there's a hidden hidden classic bit in, in one of those uh, kickback messages there. The Bee Gees one. Where, as, this, as the song goes, we win again. Although the song's you win again, which would be exactly <laughs> the opposite of what you were trying to say. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Um, I just, uh, I've got two things to this. I think the first one you read out, Hammy, I think was normally you like to play Hibs when things are going well for them, which is very much on my mind because it does feel like when Hibs are at their peak, that's when we've hammered them previously. <laughs> so that's, that is in my mind going into tomorrow because, like, being a Hearts fan, like, this probably is the happiest we've been for a quite a while, many, many years, and a lot's on the line for tomorrow. It's uh, season-defining for us. Are you trying to say, like, the only way is doing for you? I mean, if we if we go and win tomorrow, I'll probably get Robbie Nielsen's face tattooed on me <laughs> if we win like, 6-0 tomorrow. Like, that's how close we are to being, like, mega here. And if we get if we go and win the Scottish Cup with this squad, I'll get Robbie Nielsen's face tattooed on my face, probably. 
That's I'll hold you that. <laughs> Listen, you're still you're still due Esme a fucking Woodburn top. <laughs> exactly. Um, like that's how good this tomorrow night could go, and the season go. On the other hand, like you just, ah, you just feel when Hibs are doing bad, it's always quite tight, you know. I don't think any of it matters. I think <laughs> literally, I know it's a, a cliche, but I, I really. I've seen both teams go in quite well. I think even at the beginning of the season, we went in looking probably the better. I know the teams were undefeated at that point, but I just think the, the way these games go, it's become really bogged down. Mm-hmm. Aye. But some something, my my heart, my heart is telling me that we're going to win 6 0 tomorrow. I just can't get it, mate. I think well, the only team that can beat us really like is ourselves. If we don't, if we turn up and play at even fifty percent of what we are capable of, I think we'll win. And I think that all that really matters. I think we're at a point with the the squad that we've got, the how comfortable they are in the the possession, the formation. Sorry, that we can we can just competently turn up and win that game. And like Cameron says, it's a derby, so I definitely want to go that way. But that's what you should be able to do. It's very exciting. Very, very exciting. Paddy, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? Yeah, hi, because it's a derby. <laughs> and, yeah. and this happens all the time. Like, the overconfidence is great, but this is usually when Hibs beat us. I don't think they're going to beat us, but... I'm it's not, not though, because Hibs rarely beat us, and when they do, it's when they've actually, like, they're doing all right, which has only been, like, the last... Five years. It's not, but when when Hibs have beat us before, it's been when they've been shite. <laughs> because before five years, they've always been fucking shite. So anytime <laughs> they have beaten us, it's been when they've been shite. Yeah. It's just it's just weird. It's, I think it's hard for us Hearts fans because we're not used to having nice things, and things <laughs> are really nice just now, and we feel like we're going into this game really confident, and we just don't know what to do or think. Think we're gonna win. That's yeah, it. Good. good, good. I'm happy to leave it at that. Um, Cameron, will we will we do by ourselves then? Look ahead to tomorrow night. Oh, we can do. Can do a couple of quick updates. There's a lot here, so I will run through them quite quick in terms of the Celtic and then late edition of the the Motherwell by ourselves. But yeah. Um, Pretty evenly scored across the board for us, so I'll run through them. Um, Hearts to win was uh, the, the one against Celtic, which you all didn't get a choice on, you bought. <laughs> better or less said about that, the better. Um, game to be decided by one goal, that came in again, so that's uh, all four times the teams have played this season. Over 30.5, remembering that the, the average possession going into that one was 28 in the last three games. We had 41, so a lot more. That was what you see in the second half. And then um, Benny and Devlin both to start. That obviously didn't happen. Um, so where we ended up with was Simon, Jarvey, Paddy on two, Hammy, myself, Twitter and Instagram on three. Then mm-hmm. on to Motherwell, where um, I put these out late in the day and you know what? I should not have bothered because all I did was <laughs> hurt my own score. So... Mm-hmm. Two strikers that did come in, um, to my amazement. Um, it's the kind of thing I should back. Like it's the kind of thing I like. And then, yeah, thought myself out. 
Um, so about to start, that obviously didn't come in. Devlin to be booked. Amazingly, there was only one yellow card in the game. Um, and that was the keeper for shouting at the ref, won the back pass. Um, and a uh, goal from a set piece, that never came in either. And where that left us was Simon and Jarvie on two, Hammy also on two, and Twitter on two, myself, Paddy, and Instagram with one. So the running totals as we go into this week are Paddy in last place on 39, up to, oh, it's me, me on 43, <laughs> along to Hammy on 44. We've got Simon there on 45, the comeback continues. Jarvie doing the, the best of the job for us on 49, and we are now behind both of the internet communities in Instagram on 50 and Twitter on 54. Bit of a, a battle over there brewing. So, on to the big one, on to Hibs. What do we think this week? Now, I went with that one to start you off. So, Hearts over 11.5 shots with over 5.5 of them being on target. Now, this is based on, in the first game at Tynecastle, we had 16 shots with four on target. Aye. Going to score yeah, six what? or seven, so. What? Aye, to the people in the back. <laughs> so you want us to, over 11.5 shots and 4.5 of them on target? 5.5. You've already bought it because you need to buy it because you've got six at least on target for your six goals. <laughs> Bye. Might just be six shots, though. That's true. Six shots, six <laughs> goals. Uh, bye. Ah, so I'm going to buy it. Yeah, please. Thanks, sir. Oh, I'm going to sell it. Whoa! <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't think we'll have a great result, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're just not hopeful we're going to get six shots on target. I mean, we just had one versus Celtic. <laughs> um, on to the next one. So, obviously, we've seen a rotation at the weekend from the team that played on Wednesday night. So, do Haring and Mackay both come back into the squad for this one? Sell. Starting lineup. Bye. Sell. Sell. I am going to okay. buy it. I'm going to buy it. Well, yeah, that's a tricky one. That it's good. That's what we spoke about. It's going to be two or three guys that start. So it depends what you see. I think you can make an argument for any of them. Mm-hmm. Apart from Benny, who will definitely be in. <laughs> yeah, and now will be the one left. It. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, over our last six league games, Hearts are averaging about 1.6 goals a game. Um, so, pretty straightforward. Hearts over 1.5 goals. Bye. 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 Everybody bought that one. Congratulations, gents. I'll just give you your point now. Um, <laughs> and then it wouldn't be a derby if we didn't ask about the red card. A red card in the game. Bye. I'm going to buy Andy Halliday. <laughs> <laughs> Hat trick and a red card. Oh, beautiful. Right, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, fuck it. Bye. I'm going to sell it. We're due a red card, to be fair. 
Yeah. So there we go. Um, yeah, let's see what happens here. Uh, these are all fairly similar and I've went the other way, so that's going to go great or terribly. Either way, as long as we win, I will not care. <laughs> exactly. Um, good. Well, thank you, Cameron. Um, little transfer update. So it's, it's now five past nine here as we're recording. Jamie McGrath, so this guy that we said was a head journalist for The Economist, he's tweeted to say oh, like something like, well, actually, that's not, not right. <laughs> it's not going to hurt. <laughs> and I've just been checking on Twitter there. It looks like he's a waiter Wigan. Wow. <laughs> um, oh gosh, it wouldn't be transfer deadline day without some guy talking shit on Twitter and convincing the whole fan base. So... That was for, for more at, at NJJ <laughs> if you'd like uh, updates on Jordan Jones this summer once his uh, loans finished at Simmerin, yep, you can follow me um, and I John Suter still at Hearts so therefore the domino effect hasn't fallen yet for anything else so we'll see there's still three hours to go we shall see um, bye thank you boys um, thanks to Padman Productions for all, putting all this together you can follow us on social media, uh, play along with by ourselves and see what other shite we talk about at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, whether you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do leave us generous star rating if you enjoy the show, even some polite words on Apple. Um, you can also spread the good word around Gorgie. Uh, so until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts just for a few more weeks now, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>